This is 365 Tech by Suites. Today, I'm at Revolution UC. I'm going to hopefully be able to get a couple interviews with the hackathon organizers. Met up with my friend Scotty, and we're going to be hacking together, and we'll be going to the team building event at 1 o'clock, where we'll hopefully be able to figure out an idea and find a couple other people that'll hack with us and make, help us build a cool project. I'm here with Kurt, the organizer of Revolution UC, and he is here to talk a little bit about some of the things that everybody's been asking about with getting Revolution UC, the hackathon at the University of Cincinnati, started. Kurt, thanks for being on the show. Hi, nice to be here. How did you get started being associated with Revolution UC and then coming up into the leadership and running it? Sure. So Revolution UC, we are actually in the seventh iteration. This is our seventh, which I think is super cool. Um, so it started long before I ever even came to UC. Um, I got started because I was elected the ACM at UC president, and it was uh, a, a, an event that was run through our ACM chapter. Um, and so. Kurt is the president of ACM at UC, and we got cut off over there, but Kurt was talking about how he got originally started with um, Revolution Hacks and how he got into the position he's yeah. at. Sure. So I got started with Revolution UC because I was elected the president of ACM at UC in my sophomore year. Uh, UC is a five-year program, so I'm actually a fourth year now. So this is my second year as an organizer for Revolution UC. But in that spring that I was elected, I actually went to Revolution UC, which would have been Revolution UC 4. It was my first ever hackathon, um, and I actually won third place in it. Uh, and so it was a fantastic experience. I got to see what hackathons were all about. You know, before then, I had always been kind of wary about going. Um, the same kind of things we try and fight against um, as organizers now, you know, the, the people who I don't feel like I have enough experience to come out to an event. You know, that's entirely not true. Um, but there's this big perception that uh, a hackathon is for expert coders and for people who do it all the time every weekend. And that's not true at all. You can go to one hackathon a year and it can be your first ever hackathon and you can come out of it having a fantastic time. I mean, my team won third place um, at that first revolution you see. So um, I saw how much fun it was. And then what happened was the organizers of that year um, were all either graduating or stepping out of leadership positions in it. And the event had always been organized as a subcommittee of our ACM chapter. Um, and so it was the natural next step for me to take over as the leader of it. Um, and so I ran that next fall, um, Revolution UC5. Uh, and then we went right back into it and did Revolution UC6 in the spring. Uh, which was a heck of a time. Um, if you organize Hack Ohio, I don't know if you do, um, you know how much work goes into it. And we got a little bit too ambitious um, and definitely regretted it. So we switched back to one a year. Um, and so this is my third one as an organizer. Wow. So you've been doing it for three years straight, two, two years, years straight, straight, and two of those were back-to-back -back yeah. fall and spring. I've never <laughs> heard of someone reaching too far and trying to do an additional hackathon. We've got... Actually, this weekend, RAI Club started up another hackathon called Hack AI, but our actual hackathon is just once a year, so it was pretty stressful to try to add a second one. Yeah. What was the most challenging thing for, you said you don't plan on doing the second one anymore. Yeah. What was the most challenging year. thing of trying to do that second one? Sure. So when you decide to do a second one, you come off of the first one because, you know, it's not actually a full year you have to do it. You have the academic year, so about seven or eight months. And so you come off of that first one and your sponsorship cycle needs to start right away. And so our sponsorship team had about a week and a half to come up with designs, 
um, and then get everything ready to go. And I want to say three or four weeks after the fall revolution, you see, we were starting sponsorship rounds for the spring one. And so that's the best way you can possibly come up with to burn out your organizers. Um, and so we, we have a fantastic team here. I mean, we're about 15 deep, and everybody loves doing it, I hope. Um, but none of them left after that because of that. We had a couple people graduate, of course. But, um, so, but we, all, we all said, okay, we're stretching our sponsorship resources too thin. Um, you know, we, faculty and UC works really well with us. Um, not really well with us, but uh, they're, they're really cooperative with us. And it's just asking a lot of everybody to do this two years in a row. Um, and so we said, let's do it once a year and just make that once a year as good as we can make it. What is it that makes um, Revolution UC different from other hackathons? I've, I've been to quite a few who are under MLH. There are other hackathons that companies do. But what makes this specific one different? There are two things, I think, that really set Revolution UC apart. And one of them was given to us for free, and that is our awesome hacker space. Um, our uh, collaboration lounge is what we call it here at UC. Um, is just a fantastic space for hackers to work together. 80% uh, of the walls in there are writable surfaces. Uh, and so you don't have to drag a whiteboard over to you or walk to a whiteboard. You are sitting right next to one. Um, and so there's projectors and TVs in every room. And so it makes it so easy if you are a hack to put that up there. Or maybe you're not doing a hack that would be good up there, but you're going to play League of Legends or Overwatch uh, and watch people play up there. And it just makes for a super cool environment to see to walk through and see all of these ideas written on the board and people diagramming. And you can see their thought process as they go through it. And then the second thing that we actually work hard on as organizers is making sure that learning is a core part of Revolution UC. Um, everybody probably goes through a hackathon and learns something new. Um, but we want that to be one of the core messages of Revolution UC. And I talked during our opening ceremony about build, learn, grow. That's our tagline. Um, because we want people to build something cool. Maybe it solves a problem or it's just fun. Um, but regardless, we want to see you build something. Um, and then learn. We want you to learn how... Sorry, I got distracted. Um, we want you to learn something new. We want you to step out of your comfort zone. Try something you've never tried before. Um, and come out of the experience knowing more than you went into it. And that's actually one of the judging criteria, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. So, I noticed that. So our three judging criteria are functionality. So what does your app do? How well does it do it? Creativity. Are you doing something new? Are you thinking about problems in ways nobody's ever thought about them before? And then learning. We, are, we specifically ask our judges, if the participants don't tell them, to ask, what did you try that you've never done before? Um, because we want them to consider that just as much as anything else. Because if you're an expert iOS developer, um, you can build something that's a lot better than somebody who's doing iOS can in the first ever um, time they've picked it up. Uh, and so we don't want that to be an advantage. And so, yeah, it goes on the honor system a little bit, but you can also tell if somebody has done iOS, like if they're working full-time as an iOS or part-time as an iOS developer and they do an iOS app and say, I learned how to do iOS for the first time. That's pretty obvious that they probably didn't. Um, and so that is something that we really just want people to leave the weekend having something new under their belt. And they're not going to be experts in it. Nobody's going to be an expert in anything over 24 hours. but. Um, they'll be exposed to it, and who knows what that's going to lead to past this weekend. 
I really like the projectors in the hacker space. 100% agree. I've never, out of all the hackathons I've been to, I've yet to see one that provides so many projectors for people to use. And as I was sitting in my hacker room with my team, I was like, you know what? We just need to passively throw up code on the wall. Just <laughs> It makes the space look better, you know, yeah. just to have that there. Yeah, and it's fantastic because this is just something that our university said would be a cool idea, and then they work so well with us to let us use it every year. Um, I cannot thank our university enough for giving us this awesome That's space. awesome to have the partnership with, yeah. with the university and to have that like handshake so that you don't yeah. have to fight like a bunch of other problems on top of planning a hackathon. Yeah. So what, speaking of which, what is the most challenging part of planning this specific iteration, the seventh edition of Revolution UC? Sure. So we've kind of come into it. Um, we're preparing for another leadership turnover um, because people graduate. Um, and so... Uh, looking at our leadership team now, we are all either graduating or going into our last year. Um, and so that's not sustainable when you think about the fact that this event, we want it to continue into the future. Um, so the two big things we've been doing are focusing on making sure that that leadership transition happens smoothly when we look into it. Um, so we're tracking everything we do. Um, we build timelines of this is, I did this action and I did it this far out from the event. Um, and so being making sure all that knowledge that I have in my head and our other team leads have in their heads um, gets onto paper because you can't transfer that once I'm gone. Um, and so we're, we work hard at that and then we look at the feedback we got on last year and so we're fixing those areas that had a lot of problems. Um, judging last year was something that was a big um, letdown for us as organizers. We know that our judging was not that great last year and so we spent a lot of time trying to polish that and making sure we have a, a system going into it this year that we know better and we're more familiar with. That interests me a lot. If, if you don't mind, what did you change? What was it that people didn't like about judging? Sure. It took us probably about an hour, hour and a half last year to get judging started um, because it was the first time we ever went to a science first style judge, judging system. Um, our fall revolution you see last year was about 200 people. We were 275 last year, um, and our current numbers are looking at just over 300. Um, so you get to a point where you can't do everybody project shows what they did to the entire group because it just takes two and a half hours to get through. Um, and so there were a lot of growing pains with, with switching to that science fair expo. Um, anybody who's organized a hackathon knows it's a lot harder to um, set that up. Um, and so we made some mistakes like trying to move people around last year um, and not being specific enough with our instructions during the day and in our opening ceremony. Um, and so, and then just general organizer unfamiliarity with our system. Um, so we've, we've addressed all those pain points, hopefully. These are good problems. It's not like your judges were corrupt. It was yeah. like we had too many people and had to totally restructure how judging was done. Can we get the keys for the... Last question I got for you is... What advice do you have for people who haven't done a hackathon before? Sure. So don't be afraid if you don't know anything. I know that that is what kept me back from going to the first two hackathons here at UC, was I heard about the weekend and I heard about the experience and I was like, you know, I don't want to stay up all night. Um, I don't feel like I'm a strong enough coder. I'm just a freshman. I had one CS course and so I always felt like I just couldn't go and compete but it's not about competing and that's something that you only learn from going to the event it's about learning um, and there are so many resources at these events um, at hackathons I go to you know you'll be talking over a problem with your team and the group next to you will say oh hey I've, I've heard about that and they'll scoot over and help you for 10 minutes the environment 
is fantastic at these events. It's just such a sense of community um, from all these people who are here doing the same thing. And then you've got mentors and MLH resources on top of that. And it, the environment makes up for everything. And it's something that you just have to go to one to experience. So if you're holding back from going to one because you're, you're nervous, you're scared, just try it. And you know, if you don't like it, you don't ever have to go to one again. Um, but I don't suspect that'll be the case. 100% agree. Kurt, thank you so much for coming on the show. You provided a lot of great info for future hackers. Yeah, I was happy to uh, chat. Thank you. Do what you need with it. Well, I probably won't be able to listen to it because, you know, you can't listen to your own voice on tape. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. I still think that I've been listening to my voice for like <laughs> years now. Where do, where do I go if I want to find the food? Uh, fifth floor. Uh, Thank you, sir. Is that Paulie, vanilla? I really, really want to take one day off. Oh, <clears throat> um, but I'm on call. I'm pretty positive you can. I feel really strong. I need to get the results. It's like.